Hello and welcome to another episode of How Are You Holding Up? A mental health podcast by the depressed for the depressed. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Chris. And today we have a special guest. Hello. <laughs> this is Shelby <laughs> from Scare You to Sleep. Hi, Shelby. Hi, everybody. <laughs> I'm from Scare You to Sleep. Yep, that's me. And what do you do on that? I read scary stories um, in a much gentler voice than I have right now. And um, I scare you to sleep. Yeah, I use like sound effects and all kinds of cool stuff. And yeah. Which brings us to what we're talking about today. Which will be fears. Whether or not they are fears that you've adopted from having the shit scared out of you. Or they are fears that you uh, may have been born with. We are talking all sorts of fear today and insecurity. Yes. So, Shelby, why did you decide to go into scaring people to sleep? Um, well, I've always been a huge fan of the paranormal and horror movies and all that fun stuff. Um, it started because I was a really nervous little kid. Like, I was just scared of everything. But my dad was a police officer and he would show me very graphic photos from crime oh, scenes no. to kind of, I think kind of as a like, look at what the world is. And my mom was really into horror movies and ghosts and her whole side of the family is very into the paranormal. And so between those two, it was like, well, I've either got to get into this stuff or be the most nervous person for the rest of my life, which I'm still a very nervous person, but I've decided to make it my bread and butter rather than, you know, something that cripples me. I mean, that's kind of incredible that you decided to book <laughs> up and... That's already a step in the right direction. Yeah. What were some things that affected you when you were younger that you were nervous about or... And how did it affect you? I just... I have a lot of social anxiety. I'm a really shy person and I was a really shy kid. And for some reason, I noticed a lot. And my mom had this problem too because she's pretty shy. But, um, like, being a shy person... Also kind of translate to a lot of people is people think you're stuck up, yes. which my social anxiety made me like want to vomit because it was like, oh, God, I'm afraid to talk to you. And because I'm afraid to talk to you, you think I hate you. Yes. And now I'm doubly very upset. And so that was, yeah, that's probably like my biggest just I was just a jet, like you, you know, some people are born just scared of things. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, that's something that I've had to deal with. I know a few people who they told me, they're like, I just, I come off like I'm stuck up or I've been called I'm a bitch, but I'm just really terrified of going up and talking to people. I don't know how yeah. to get the ball mm-hmm. rolling and how to ingratiate Totally. <laughs> I told, I have that type of personality where I assume everyone's going to find my personality repugnant mm-hmm. and just absolutely not think I'm funny or yeah. charming or anything. And I'm like, I just better not then. <laughs> it's, it's always really funny when you have those kind of societal fears as opposed to like me. For the longest time when I was a kid growing up, I was terrified of just spiders. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I was fearful of spiders, particularly because of the movie Arachnophobia. Arachnophobia. Mm-hmm. So scary. God I'll never damn forget that, that moment where it falls, the, that clinking sound of when they, they spray the trees and one of the giant spiders fall into a bucket. And they're like, oh, yeah. And they walk over and it's this huge, mo- yeah. For some reason, the part where it kills a bird really bothered me. And it's just a yes. bird. It was the, like, shower uh, the shower scene. The shower scene was the what? I didn't take a shower for like 
two or three years after that, I just took oh baths. I was like, at least I could drown this motherfucker. No, yeah, same. In in the shower, I like grew up in the desert, and we had those giant wolf spiders. You oh have reasons gosh. to be scared of spiders, like, yeah. They and they're not even mean. They're just they they're huge and hairy though, and they looked like the arachnophobia spiders. Oh my god, just no. no. You know, but it's interesting. I think spiders are really socially acceptable fear. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They make movies out of it. Definitely. It's very, and it's very so, common. Yeah, you can talk. I mean, unless it's totally something where you shut down as a human mm-hmm. and won't leave your house for. Not wanting to talk to... I wonder if there's a difference between, like, extrovert fears and introvert fears where it's, you know, kind of a... Well, I mean, I fall under a, a strange category of extrovert in that I yeah. have those social anxieties as well. Mm, right. Or, but, but at the same time, I, I don't feel as bound by them. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't feel like they're as big of a deal for me of like, well, I'm going to have that anxiety of like, okay, social anxiety, ahoy. Yeah. Uh, what does that feel like to you though? When you're actually having it, can you It's can like, recall? for me, it's a mild heart palpitation where I'm just like, okay, I feel a heightened sense of what's yeah. going on and I'm going to go. Yeah. Nervousness. Exactly. It's yeah. nervousness and it's mm-hmm. going to be something that's going to push me to kind of just like, okay. I could either just get up and do this, or I'm going to freak out and leave. <laughs> yeah. So let's so, do this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, what happens in my body is that my hands get sweaty, my feet get sweaty. I start sweating kind of everywhere. Um, I feel nauseous. Mm-hmm. My heart's going a thousand miles an hour, and I literally blank out if somebody asks me a question. Yeah. So last night at one point, I was at a party and I was talking to people and having a good time. And then I just was saying things, and I didn't know what I was saying. I wasn't in my body I anymore. I do the same thing. I do the same thing. Yeah, and then you're rambling, and it's like, well, this is why I don't talk to people. I was, like, tripping over my words and not really making sense, mm-hmm. and everyone... And then suddenly you're back in your body, and you look around, and everyone has this, like, sort of smile, this polite smile on their face, and you're like, oh, cool. Everyone you're hates like, me. What did I I'm say? I'm never coming outside again. <laughs> I totally, I can totally, yeah. So I think when you have a, when you're depressed and you have certain fears and phobias, they can really, and I don't know, maybe even being depressed creates new fears and phobias. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because of a self-esteem. That's something that you were talking about. Yeah, I think, well, I mean, I think it's such a big deal of like, when you are in a depression and you're in your head a whole lot, yeah. you you start to just manifest fear. Mm-hmm. It's almost oh, like sure. it's it's not even like a choice at that point. Mm-hmm. It's just a a deeper and deeper thought pattern that just goes, well, at first I just thought this person maybe didn't like me. Well, maybe they really don't like me. Maybe they're going to pl- try to kill me or something. Oh you know, gosh. if you go if you go really deep into that rabbit hole, oh, for sure. Eventually yeah. you're just like, so so but here's the thing. There's a necessity for fear mm-hmm. right. in life, right? Definitely. I mean, there's a reason as humans we have fear. It's, you know, it's a warning to ourselves that over, you know, generations we've evolved it into different weird things like being afraid of other people. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, there's even, um, they're, they're, they've even talked about how different types of people, I mean, different ethnic groups have different fears that are deep-seated in them. It's similar to, like, the... uh, I mean, here's one of those interesting things is while there's that kind of generational gap going Mm -hmm. on, but there's also cultural gaps that are branched by Mm -hmm. fear. Oh, for sure. Where, I mean, think about a culture and 
think about their version of the boogeyman. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, yeah. There's at least, you know, yeah. from Baba Yaga to La Llorona mm -hmm. to all... You just go to every culture and they have their own version Brand. of an evil entity that's going yes. to come and take you in the night. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And these are scary stories we tell to our children. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. Like, on my show, I recently did a kids episode. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of asking around to friends of mine who have kids because I just been a long time since I've been one and so I was just like okay what's appropriate for kids yeah. you know <laughs> and I feel like and I, I was getting a lot of things shot down by them but I was like but when we were kids we had the scary stories to tell in the dark yeah and those were like brutal like a, a few of them I didn't read them because they're not public domain and mm -hmm. I don't want to step on any of that but I went through them just to give it an idea of the intense you know intensity super scary one of, I mean ones. one of the most famous ones that we all know is the one where she takes her uh, ribbon off her neck and her head, head falls, falls off. off. Like, yeah. mm -hmm. and it was just like, okay, I don't know if that this new generation, it's, if it's, it's just seems at least within my friends group, I don't, you know, this is just a small group of people, but it seems like we're almost moving away from that. We're moving away from scaring children. And I wonder if it's because much. they have actual really scary shit to deal with right yeah. now. That's like, interesting though. Yeah. You know? And I was just like, uh, there really, there was one that I was going to read and it was literally just about uh, a kid who gets lost on his first day of school and he ends up in this classroom and blah, blah, blah. And the next day, the principal, he's talking to the principal and it turns out the class... Like, the teacher was a ghost or something. Right. It was very... It, to me, it was very innocent. Yeah. But the first thing, two of my two separate friends were like, oh, no, school shootings? You cannot mention ghosts within a school. Oh, my God. And I was I like, oh, my God. I was like, I'm so glad I asked you. Yeah, seriously. Because I didn't go there. And I'm, you know, I'm not a kid. And I, of course, I still... I take consideration to these school shootings, and it's very, you know, it's a huge problem. But mm -hmm. the fact that, you know, just... You weren't growing up during the times yeah, when a exactly. lot of Yeah, exactly. And I was I like, think, maybe yeah. this is why so many of them are shooting down these stories that we heard as kids that were just, you know, our parents wanted to scare us. But it was fun, you know? Do people reach out to you and thank you for helping them with a fear? Or, like, they feel like they're processing through or they feel almost supported by, like, one of their fears or something? I mean, honestly, not really. That's interesting. I, yeah, I wonder um, if people just avoid it entirely because they don't want to be scared. Yeah, I, I do have several friends who have been like, I tried to listen, but I was, I mean, it just, and I'm like, that's fine. It's fine. <laughs> You're not into scary stuff. And that's just the fact that you tried is very yeah. supportive and mm -hmm. it's great, you know, but. Well, I think in a, you know, a first world country, uh, in a lot of ways, we don't have, um, just as humans, I think we, we do crave sort of a, a fearful that energy that you can get. That's why we have scary movies mm -hmm. and roller coasters. We can want the adrenaline. It's part of our makeup. Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah, and for other sure. Nights. Yeah. Scared. But now, as we're kind of moving into scarier times, it's it's hard. I didn't even think about it to put myself in the shoes of the kids growing up right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because you forget this is this really sensitive time where you're developing and you're finding out if the world is safe or not. And that's mm -hmm. pivotal in how you're going to be as an adult and how you're going to act mm -hmm. with certain stigmas. Yeah, I would agree wholeheartedly. We have a lot of teenage listeners and uh, supporters of the podcast. So, I mean, it's you guys really that we want to like reach out to and be like, you know, you're going into some scary fucking times right now, mm -hmm. especially just <laughs> being a teenager is scary enough. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I think um, what we've talked about before is it's hard that you have so much in your face about it all the time. Mm -hmm. You can see the pictures and videos and interviews and, you know, in the 20s, 30s, 40s, you couldn't really see that stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, now it's just 
you have to actually actively protect yourself, especially because I think parents right now don't know how much information their kids are seeing. Yeah, yeah. no. Oh, yeah. It's a constant barrage of news from questionable sources. Yeah. Even the good sources are just, it's a it's just constant negativity, you mm -hmm. know? And you, you see the world as this terrifying place. A thing that, like, when we were in school, I mean, there were cell phones, but we didn't have smartphones that right. were constantly connected to yeah. the internet throughout right. the day. It, boggles my mind the fact that like friends of mine who are teachers and my little cousins who are in high school it's like oh my god you have a computer like at your in your you pocket know, that can call all the time and it's like I know I have one but like the thought of having that in high school or junior high is just insane to me it know? was always so weird to me when I when I first got a phone in high school where I was just like this is with me at all times. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I should just like dial home. Yeah. I can call for I can emergency call services. People. Yeah. What the hell? Well, I think with the, that really ties into a lot of insecurities as these kids and, and even a lot of people who are called millennials, which is anyone born after 1984, mm -hmm. um, they deal with uh, the insecurity of social media not being liked enough on their stuff. Oh, for sure. And it oh, being, yeah. you know, directly tied to their self-worth and self-esteem. They're completely afraid of not becoming famous, which mm -hmm. is, in, it's so interesting to me because, you know, like, I know we're technically in a different generation. We grew up, like, being famous was this thing that some people became, but it wasn't, you know, something that would your rock main. your entire world if you didn't become it. It was just kind yeah. of a plus to some people. But these kids these days, it's like... If you, that's like almost a requirement. You've got to be somewhat famous on, to be yeah, if somebody, you, yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. It, it's crazy to me. I mean, even now, like I have a lot of friends who are actors who they go to auditions. First question they ask is how many Instagram followers you have, which to me it's like, yep. how, what does that have to do yep. with what we're doing here? I have know? a friend who's trying to get an agent who was asking that. Yeah, the agencies wouldn't pick them up if they didn't have more than a certain, which is ridiculous because you can pay people to be oh, followers. Yeah. You can oh yeah, oh of course. Especially, companies. I'm sure you guys have gotten it now with the podcast. You get those things online on Instagram now. It's like pay to have followers. Yeah, and it's, it's like atrocious. And I think it was interesting. I was reading um, I was watching this Harvard study. I don't know if I've talked about it about happiness, mm -hmm. and it's been generational now, where they've gone through I don't know four or five generations, but. The key to happiness is how good your relationships are in your personal life, knowing that people have your back no matter what. Mm -hmm. Didn't have to do with financial success, didn't have to do with your education or where you are. So that fear of not becoming famous, I mean, you have no idea the stuff famous people have to deal with. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. no, I can only imagine. Uh, yeah. It's it's a it's a horrifying world to be monitored twenty four hours yeah. a day by People who want to know what your life is, want to know how your life is, mm -hmm. what, want to know what you're doing at every moment of every day. What you, who's, yeah. yeah, whose clothes are you wearing? Ugh, yeah, so what you feel about every issue. That's one thing I've noticed is a lot of celebrities now, it's become a requirement where I've seen on Twitter where it's like something political will come up, doesn't matter what. And it's like people will tweet them saying like, well, what do you feel about this, though? And it's like. Wow, like before celebrities were just kind of this, I don't know, not, I don't want to say just a joke, but they kind of were, it was this goofy, fun thing we'd read about in the tabloids, but like now they become almost like, yeah, where you go to educators. for your, yeah, for your opinions on big issues. And I, ugh. Those kind of things, I feel like it's almost an inverse agoraphobia where you want to know who's on your side. Yeah. You want to know mm -hmm. who's got your back. So you're going to ask like the celebrities that mm -hmm. you, you know, you support and be like, well, I support you in this. Do you support me in this cause? Yeah. And it's a, it's a weird comforting thing, but that's, that, that falls into like 
the phobias versus mm -hmm. insecurities, mm -hmm. where we have our genuine fears about a lot of things in life, fears of guns, fears of, you know, crimes being committed against us, clowns. fear of fear of clowns, fear of long words, which has the best phobia name ever, by the way. Oh no, is it long? monstrosis quipidaliophobia. Oh. I'm sorry if that's your phobia. Yeah. I so, apologize. <laughs> if you have a fear of long words, there you go. Go to your shrink, tell them that. There is a fear too, like where you think like a duck is watching you at all times. Yes. yes. Um, I can't remember what it's called, but I remember that. That would be terrifying. Uh, yeah. I mean, when you think about it, to, to be afraid of that, that's a, that's scary. Well, now I know what my story is going to be for the next scare you to sleep. There you go. Ducks watching you. Ducks watching you. All the time. So, so the, one of the big things that I feel like are almost universal fears, um, a lot of the things that we kind of get, we cut, caught into like three different types. There's mm -hmm. societal fears mm -hmm. where it's, you know, social norms mm -hmm. and crap like that. And then there's... Give an example for each for some people who oh, maybe of course. don't. Yeah. So like societal fears are just like fears of fitting in. Right. Fears yeah. of being an outcast, mm -hmm. fears of being, you know... Uh, neglected by the ones that you love, sure. fears that you're going to disappoint people, yeah. things like mm -hmm. that. Those all fall under like societal fears. Then of course there's monetary monetary fears like monetary monetary fears. <laughs> um, monetary fears are like things of just well, what am I going to be able to survive for the next year? Am I'm bad about monetary fears. Yeah. I like have a total money anxiety. Do like, you? yeah, it's mm -hmm. totally attached to all money. Like, I went through a really bad period where we were like broke, like for a good, like way too long of a time. Mm -hmm. And it literally gave me a sort of PTSD when it comes to money. Like, I, it's something like I really have to work through and something that like every time we even get a paycheck, it's like, oh, but why even bother? We're just going to be broke. And it's so <laughs> terrible. Like even now we're doing fine. And it's like I have this I get these depressions over like just money. It's insane. Mm -hmm. It's it's really bad. What's a trigger for you? Mm, honestly, like anything like bills coming in, even if we're like we can pay them like just today we like paid our gas bill no problem gas bills are always super cheap anyway but even just seeing a bill Did, what was like the physical it's just like yeah i just get really depressed and i get really anxious and i'm just like i start like thinking about like i start doing a lot of math in my head which i'm not even very good at math so it's not good <laughs> and so it's just like this weird like i get into this weird snowball effect where i almost make up like things that are going to cost money that don't so to like i basically this. Figure out a way in my Spiral. head to make us broke because of this one thing. Oh, and it's man. so insane. Yeah. So during the uh, stock market crash, uh, the first stark, uh, stock market crash back mm -hmm. in like the 20s and 30s, uh -huh. um, Groucho Marx uh, famously was affected by it to the point where he had insomnia for the rest of his life. Wow. So he was so, because he was like practically ruined by yeah. it. Yeah. So that kind of, that kind of fear, that, 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 that physical reaction of mm -hmm. just like, well, if I go to sleep, then something horrible might befall mm -hmm. us. Well, yeah. While I'm sleeping. It could all be gone. Like, it's not even something that I'm personally responsible for. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to sit there and just sleep soundly through mm -hmm. a terror like that. Well, I think part of, yeah, part of that Fear is just being, you're just out of control. You don't yeah, have control oh, for sure. of those mm -hmm. things. You can't help it. Yeah, definitely. It was like a lot of, I mean, it was a lot of during the, I mean, you know, just our generation, it's harder to find jobs that pay and give you hours and benefits and just 
multitude of things that we've all been affected by. And we're being blamed for it. Exactly. We're being blamed for it. And I like, I listen to the Les Miserables soundtrack a lot because I was very like, let's start a revolution. I'm over it. That's fantastic. I love it. Oh, I love it. No, that's, that's a terrifying time. And we don't exactly live in like the cheapest state either. Oh, it's we not, don't. We don't live in the cheapest And not the cheapest area. city of the cheapest, of the, no. yeah. It's... So, so it's a culmination of all of these horrors, like just kind of racking our brains at all times. Mm-hmm. So it also leads us to familial fears. Mm-hmm. Things like a biological clock. If, you know, if you oh, are somebody sure. who wants to have a child yeah. mm-hmm. or, you know, Maybe you're single and you're getting older and mm-hmm. you feel fears that you're just going to be alone for the rest of your life mm-hmm. or something. Or Yeah, I don't know what that's like at all. No, I don't think either <laughs> of us know what that's like at all. So it's yeah. th- it's things like that where it's it, these are all things that people go through and we don't feel really anything that we can do to oh, fix yeah. that. Oh, yeah. I just had coffee with a friend the other day and she's younger. She's like, I want to say like 25 or 26. Mm-hmm. And um, she brought up the fact that um, my husband, who was also on this podcast a few mm-hmm. days ago, or a few weeks ago, not days. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, this is not a day long podcast. Time warp. Yep. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but, yeah, she, like, brought up the fact, like, oh, do, like, do you and James want kids? And I was just like, yeah, maybe. Like, we've talked about it. But, you know, like, I'm getting older and it's just not in the cards for us right now. So, and she, like, stopped and she was just like, yeah, but. I mean, it's non-negotiable, right? Like you have, like you're going to have kids, and I was just like, actually, wow. like neither of us are. I was like, I know some people like they had a calling to be a mom, and that's mm-hmm. what they want to be, which is great. That's totally fine. I just never had that. I was like, I love kids. I would love to have kids, but if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. I'm just not one of those people. And she was appalled, and it really bothered me because I was like, Who are you to like tell me I'm not living life right because mm-hmm. I like might not have kids and like she was like it's just not a negotiation for me like it just that's just going to happen and I'm definitely going to have them before I turn 30 which <laughs> I just turned 30 so it's oh kind of like goodness. all right like yeah, let's what's the time I'm gonna, I find I'm it interesting that she took it so personally she did and it was yeah. I don't know like is that because she was it was like bringing up this weird it was bizarre it was like are you living through me right now because she right now she just went through a breakup oh. and everything so but I was just like I don't know what is happening right now. I think, I mean, a big thing, our fears are sold to us, I think, a lot, you know, through social media and consumerism and have children and you, you're not a woman unless you have children mm-hmm. and you're not going to really fulfill your, which brings us to the different fears that women and men face. Mm-hmm. And now we're not going to say that these are totally exclusive. No. Obviously this, there's overlap, but I think. And of course there's also our non-binary friends yes. who've oh, got of course. plenty of fears of their own. Uh, In fact, I yeah. feel like it, we, we will absolutely, yeah, we're going to have an yeah. entire episode just dedicated to, like, the fears involved in being non-binary or trans or anything of that sort. I can't even imagine. It's, yeah. it's, 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 yeah, no, trust us, we got something good for you guys coming up. Mm-hmm. We can only speak from our experience. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. So mm-hmm. that's where we're going to be coming from, so thank you. <laughs> that patience. said, though, uh, for, for us uh, women, men... We all have our own individual kind of fears mm-hmm. that we all have to deal with in some ends. But, but I mean, like, you, we were just talking before we started recording. Mm-hmm. Dating. Dating. Mm. So, <laughs> I know some people who uh, would consider themselves bisexual, and I find it really interesting when they go out on a date with a man. Mm-hmm. Everyone is like, you know, make sure you text us. Let us know how you're doing throughout the date. What's his name? Yep. Do you have his social media? And then it's when they go out with a girl, have fun. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally. And you know, and like, I'm guilty of that too. I could totally feel the whole like, friends of mine who go out with guys, it's like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, let me know when you get there. Let me know when you leave. Let me know yes. when you get home. Like, yes. did he follow you home? Because yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And yeah. then if they go out with a girl, it's, it is. It, and yeah. I, it's, I had never really thought of the fact that I do that <laughs> to my friend yeah. until you said that. And I was like, oh. It's so ingrained in us. It's so natural. Like, I was raised to walk to my car with my Mm -hmm. keys in my hand. Mm -hmm. I was raised to not get too drunk at parties because you never know what could happen. Oh, for sure. Um, Watch what I wear. Don't Don't walk down the street with headphones. Don't run with headphones. Don't run with headphones. Don't hike alone. My mom always discouraged it, which created an agoraphobia for me, and I kind of stopped going out around Mm. college (laughs) (laughs) at all. Whereas men in dating, the fears that we usually are getting thrown at us are like, man, if you have sex, make sure that you use your own condom because a girl might be trying she to She might have be trying you. to trap you. Yeah, she might be trying to trap you. Trap which, you with a kid. Yeah, trap you. Like, things like that, which I never once in my life believed. That must be so rare. It's it the stupidest like, yeah, fucking a thing. below the 1%. Yeah, it, it is, yeah. The fears that we have are just, like, so minuscule. What if I don't get laid? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, so stupid things like that. Uh, men's fears are just so, I don't know. They're real. They yeah, are real. Sure real. But they maybe have a different weight. I can't, I can't really even think of like, like, I think one of the things that men have to, a little more often maybe is catfishing. Mm. Like, oh, yeah. I have heard of that. That, that might be a Definitely. bigger thing. Or like, you know. Girls just going out with you to have a free dinner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a guy actually who oh, got arrested for that. Oh, yeah, he did. <laughs> Yeah, there's a guy who got arrested because he was taking women out and that he met on, like, fucking Tinder or something. And he would, like, dine and dash. Yeah. But, like, he'd ta- they, like, he would take them to these, like, crazy really expensive, expensive restaurants. Uh-huh. And they said he would, like, weirdly order, like, three entrees. Oh, my God. And then, like, just disappear. Like, oh one chick got stuck with, like, a $250 bill that she could not pay. And, luckily, mm-hmm. the restaurant was, like, very, like... Understanding. Yeah, they're very understanding. I think she just had to pay for, like, her half. How but, horrible. Yeah. yeah. They finally caught him. He's going to jail or yeah, something. exactly. Yeah. So, things like that where it's, like... <laughs> yeah. But, you know, those fears create these problems with intimacy. Yes. They really spiral into who can you be close with and it yes. just kind of compounds when you're let's say with somebody and you're in love and then it doesn't work out. You're like, "Well, I knew it because blah 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 blah," mm-hmm. you know. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I think one thing like a lot of a lot of things with like the Me Too movement and everything, a lot of men are very angry and feel very defensive cuz not all men that whole thing. That whole thing. But I think a lot of men like like I know you know this, Rocker, but like mm-hmm. I know that like a lot of men do realize this, but women we were taught from a young age to be terrified of men. Like, yes. rightfully so in a lot of situations. And they have to understand, like, we were taught by our own fathers, our own brothers, our own uncles, our own grandpas. Men are terrifying. They're awful. And, like, you should be scared of them. So it's kind of like, I know, like, the whole not all men thing. It's like, what are you talking about? Like, you, like the men have been telling us to be afraid of you. Mm-hmm. And you haven't improved on those things we need to be afraid of. And now you're just being angry and making fun of us. Yeah, now it. you're just mad that, like, I don't know, we're not heeding your advice enough or something about not setting our drink down on the bar, you well, know? I mean, well, think about it this way also. Like, men were always raised with the notion of when you go to gr- when you go to a girl's house, mm-hmm. her dad's going to answer the door with a shotgun in hand uh-huh. and be like, you touch my daughter, you better make sure that it's only <laughs> to help her into the car. Know. You know, things like that, yeah. where it's... It's it's not... Look, guys, just be a good human being. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to worry so much about it. So what other male fears do you think are are maybe the really deeply painful or seated that you guys don't talk about a lot? Oh, definitely just like being manly. 
Like, you, oh. it, there's a, always a fear for, you know, especially men who may be more effeminate mm-hmm. or they have more af- considered effeminate interests, mm-hmm. you know, like men who are into cooking, men who are into being good about their personal hygiene. Anything it's, domestic. Anything domestic. Really? It's, it's considered to be a kind of effeminate trait, mm-hmm. and then you're just like, well, you're not being manly enough. Mm-hmm. Or and What's that, like, fallout feel from the that? The fallout from that is always just like, I mean... I still remember when I was in culinary school, which is in such a boys club, uh, <laughs> culinary school, there was a moment where like, I was, I was like holding my hands up before I like went back to the dough or something, mm-hmm. which, cause it was like, it was coming kind of sticky it's dough. Stuff. Yeah. It's sticky dough. And, and I remember having like a chef instructor come up to me and be like, it's kind of girly how you're holding your hands, isn't it? Oh my God. Which is also like, why does that even, like, why is that a bad thing? Yeah. Yeah. It's a whole toxic masculinity thing. It's so bizarre to me. Why, imagine, like, I can't imagine feeling so fragile about your own masculinity that's Mm -hmm. like, you can't hold your hands that way. Well, hold your hands that way because you might be too manly. I know. Yeah, <laughs> so, I know. As having them say that to me. So, yeah. so the manly way of holding your hands apparently is just like punching the dough constantly. Punch it. Just punch pu- it until it marries you. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Club it. Bring it back to the cave. Yep. Yeah. But what's a good way moving into like conquering these fears? Yes. And for people who like live daily with fear, especially social anxieties, what do you think you has helped you guys? I think the number one thing that's helped me absolutely is exposure. Like, if I'm scared of something, mm-hmm. the best way that I've ever found to to getting over that fear or conquering it is just, well, let me experience it. Because mm-hmm. most of the time, it's the fear of the unknown oh, that, yeah. really, that really triggers us. But what gets you that bravery to do Because what if someone is absolutely paralyzed by their fear? Like, what were your mental steps? Because there's definitely steps before yes. deciding to do exposure. Mm-hmm. Which exposure is just doing a lot of it, or at least... Being given little tiny micro doses. all the spiders. Yeah. Just, yeah. Hold a tiny spider in your oh hand. Oh my gosh. Then a bigger, the then a bigger, then a bigger, until eventually there's a spider on top of you that's like 50 pounds. That's and you're horrifying. Like, I feel okay about this. Mm-hmm. So no, that's, <laughs> no, the, I, I, it's just, it's micro dosing. Okay. Like it's really just finding that, that thing that freaks you out and just. Step into it, tip a little toe in, yeah. dip a little toe into that water. and That, yeah. And like, well, like. I would say, like, education, like, I was telling you guys earlier, I'm afraid of space. And I'm, like, actually, like, I have a huge space phobia. Like, Mm -hmm. it bothers me. I can't think about it too much. It's one of my few ones left that I'm, like, actually, like, it kind of, like, it paralyzes you. It's, it's like, it's almost in a, like, it's just this feeling of it's so big and I'm so small. And when, if your mask cracks, you just freeze to death or explode. I don't know which. It depends on which movie you watch. (laughs) And... I don't know. It's just, it's so unknown. It's yeah. just so many bad things. Yeah. The idea of like, there are black holes. Don't know what's in them. I don't know. Maybe it's a whole other time, you know, in space and another earth, or maybe you are into pieces, but you're yeah. still conscious or something. I don't know. But terrifying. It's terrifying. Yeah. It's just terrifying. Everything like this. I think ever since I was a kid where they're like, yeah, the sun could like explode. Oh my gosh. It just could. <laughs> and it's like, ah. So you said education helped you. Yeah, education, just like kind of learning more in because you can't I, I can't really get space exposure. I mean no. they can look up well, the yeah. sky a lot. There's a lot of fears like that where they can't get exposure from it. So yeah, exactly. And so I just yeah, just kind of like researching a little more. And honestly, that's one that I like I said, I currently have and I should do more research because I'm still very much afraid of space. Don't at me. <laughs> and for me, I think one of my biggest I, I was telling you guys earlier that I just had a really big 
problem with going out in general. And I hated especially going to grocery stores and gas stations. And I would wait mm. till my gas light would come on. And I just felt like, because I think I was raised with the idea that a guy can come up and um, put something over your face at a, dr- like at or a gas station. the thing where they go under your car and slice your ankles. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, these are, no, no, no. These are other things. Like, you know, or getting your <sighs> car information stolen or like somebody can just get into your car while you go to the... I mean, yeah, just, yeah. So I had this fear of going to gas stations. So my therapist had me do the same thing as exposure therapy. Go to... The, don't let your thing go down mm-hmm. all the way pick a gas station close to your home so it's not too far mm-hmm. and so then they start to know you there oh yeah. and that yeah. actually helped me a lot because then you know the attendant would recognize me and your it gas station. felt like yeah it yeah. felt like a community mm-hmm. thing instead of me feeling outside of it mm-hmm. so um and also you know getting help finding support systems i think that's a great way to get through mm-hmm. any kind of fears oh, sure oh Happy yeah be always yeah i honestly <laughs> i think uh one of the other things that kind of gets lost almost in terms of like the best way to get over a fear Mm -hmm. is your ability to laugh at it that's a good one yeah it's really when you find something about your fear Mm -hmm. that you can sit there and just go wait this is fucking ridiculous yeah Yeah. like that's when you can really start to Mm -hmm. let go of it the power oh for sure yeah and own it almost like the whole space thing like whenever Mm -hmm. i've brought it up to people before and then they're like well i'm gonna use it to scare you and it's like I can't let you do that because no. then I won't then be a person anymore. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like, I've at least gotten past that where it's like, Fantastic. I can't like other people mentioning space doesn't scare me. It's my own horrible, horrible thoughts about yeah. space. <laughs> when I, when I was maybe in my teens, that was when I was really starting to fight that whole fear of spiders thing. Mm-hmm. And so eventually like my culmination of it was, I'm going to watch arachnophobia again. And so I sat down, I put the movie in, I put the exact, I put, I I started feeling like the shivers and the fucking scare things. And then I got to the end of the movie where Jeff Daniels is fighting a giant, (laughs) stupid puppet spider. it's really bad. It's really bad. It's really bad. You find it and you just go, oh, that's so stupid looking. He's fighting it with like a can of bug spray and like a lighter. Oh my God, I forgot about the end of that movie. watching that and just going, this is stupid. How did this scare? me when I was a kid. Yeah. So it's it's being able to take it and just really make fun of it. Just yeah. riff the shit out For of sure. it while you're watching it. And it's one of those where it's like you're not necessarily after that gonna run in and grab a handful of daddy long legs. No. But no. You're but it's not, not like the power. Yeah, like, exactly. You're, you're like and, it's yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Which is a fantastic way of taking care of that. Mm. Well guys, thank you so much for listening and thank you Shelby for joining us. Sure. And yeah. It's I been loved it. a fantastic conversation. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to have probably another one. This was really... Oh, absolutely. Fun. <laughs> we'll definitely have Shelby back at some yeah. point. Oh, yes, please. But as for us, follow us on Instagram at Hey Who Podcast. Like the Facebook page. And if you want to send us something directly, go ahead and email mailbag at howareyouholdingup.com. Shelby, how do you want to plug yours? Um, you can follow my podcast, Scare You to Sleep. Um, I'm on Instagram at Scare You to Sleep, Twitter at Scare You to Sleep, and email scareyoutosleep.com <laughs> or at gmail.com. At gmail. Um, but yeah, you can send me stories. I read people's stories. Give it a listen and see if you have anything you want to send me because I'm running low on stories, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> That's, don't, we're totally going to be able to do that. So. <laughs> well, and as always, guys. Don't Don't tell tell us to just get over it. it.